0: For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best selling, marketing, and business building strategies to keep your business thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Hey everybody, welcome to The Tom Ferry Show, episode 111. Today I've got a special guest. It's been a while since I've done this. Um, I want to get inside the mind of a great CEO, right? Someone that's building a fantastic company, because I just think there's so many lessons, whether you're a brand new agent, whether you're a 40-year veteran, if you're an executive, if you're building a team, you're thinking about building a team, this gal has done a lot of that, and there's going to be a lot of pearls and wisdom. So let me introduce my guest. Heather, how are you?
1: Hi, Tom. Good to see you. Good always, to see you. Always nice to see you. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so tell, uh, you know what, let's, let's just go, tell them what you do today. Okay. And then I want to get into your head. So tell them what you do today.
1: Today, I am the CEO of Relola.
0: What is Relola?
1: Relola is a technology company that provides tools to the real estate communities, agents and the professionals in the space, and it really helps agents to create a digital experience for their everyday
0: tasks. A digital experience for their everyday tasks. So we'll get more into that. Um, Who is Heather? Who is Heather? Who I mean, who in their right mind goes from selling real estate to starting a technology company. Like, get, like, tell us about your background. Who are you, what are you about?
1: I love real estate. I started working in real estate when I was 16
0: is that legal no okay But so it was in
1: texas i think everything's legal in texas
0: <laughs> all of our texas peeps like yep. Hi, Texas. <laughs> there you go
1: um yeah so i started when i was 16. i moved around a lot as a kid i came, grew up in a military family Okay. so moving and houses and packing and unpacking has been a part of my life forever Interesting. i love renovating and i think that ultimately what it is is i love exploiting potential
0: I love exploiting potential. Yes. I think you're. I think some people are going to write that one down. Okay, go back to military family. Who, mom or dad or both, in the military?
1: My mom and dad were both in the military. That's how they met. Okay. Yeah, they met at the Presidio and they ran into each other. Literally. Like in San Francisco. Yes. Wow. Not crazy. Okay. And then my dad got out, and he went on and had a more of an executive career. My mom um, was a military officer in the army. She was a major when she retired.
0: Does that did that give you like an extra edge, like discipline? It gave did me you a wake lot up militant or yeah, a lot of things like <laughs> lay down on the couch and let's talk about I it?
1: I think it gave me resilience. Tell us about that well when you move a lot as a kid you learn to fit in um, wherever you are in a way and also you start to see the commonality between people you know so um, living in the south living in the northeast living on the west coast they're all different cultures but there is a common thread and it's this human thread and I think having that is a really um, great basis for building company.
0: I think for the people that are watching this right now, if you paid attention to a couple episodes ago when we were talking value elicitation, you're getting why this woman is so committed to housing and, you know, like it's obvious now. Talk to us about adaptability and the flexibility. You know, when you're moving around all the time and having to meet people, you know, there's a lot of people watching that they're not comfortable prospecting, mm-hmm. let alone being in fifth grade and right. meeting you know, a whole new set of kids. Right. You know, so how do you get that? You
1: have to do it. And I think you become fearless.
0: Yes, I like that word.
1: You know, it's a really important to, when you're in a challenging situation, whether you're in fifth grade or you're in the middle of your career or you're trying to meet a new client or whatever it might be, yeah. it's, you need to learn to overcome your fear Mm -hmm. and go for that whatever it might be meeting a new friend because otherwise you have nothing
0: okay so how how i talk about it all the time like how how? you know someone's watching right now and they're saying okay i can relate to heather Mm -hmm. you know i i understand her story guy or gal who's maybe you know they can everybody's going to pick a little piece of you and go i get that but everybody faces the challenge of you know, walking into a social setting. There's people that are just naturally gifted that walk in and work a room and there's a lot of us that like, uh, you know, we're not as comfortable. I'm how do you get over naturally that? I'm not actually
1: gifted at that, I'm not.
0: So how do you, how so did you get over it?
1: I think that I, there are two things. One is you do it and through repetition you understand that it's not scary, Yeah. right? And the second thing is that everyone else feels that way yes right so just instead of you're obsessed about your own stuff yes. but nobody cares
0: yes right they care about their
1: own stuff and they're all in the same place everybody has anxiety and fear and so that (laughs) is
0: (laughs) that is brilliant yeah that's brilliant okay let's back up you got into real estate at 16. I did. Like you didn't have your license at 16. No, like That would no, be totally oh illegal. God. So what what were you totally. doing at 16? Were you doing so, open houses? Were you doing administrative uh, stuff? Were you prospecting? Like what what were you doing at 16? So in real I was
1: a broker's assistant for a Remax office in San Antonio, Texas. How
0: great! Whoop yep. whoop, whoop! San Antonio. A-
1: Dick Osborne. Hi. Oh, oh
0: that's awesome. Um, Shout out to Dick Osborne.
1: Yeah, and Remax Northeast. So anyways, the what I did was the MLS came once a week on a floppy disk. Yes. So I put it in a computer.
0: You're not that old.
1: I am that old. Okay. Yes, All right. I'm very, very old. Please. I put it in a computer and I would analyze the price per square foot. Yeah. Because there wasn't even anything that did that. Yes. Right. So I got a calculator yes. out. And so I did comps for him. He'd be like, I have this 3-2 listing in this neighborhood. Can you pull comps and run the comps? So I would would do the um, the analytics behind the comps. And the other thing that was crazy at that time was if you wanted to show a house, Mm -hmm. you actually had to call every listing agent, schedule an appointment, drive to every office, pick up the keys, Show the houses.
0: <laughs> There's some people right now that are 30 that are watching this going, yeah, like,
1: what? why I know, I know. Why? would you do why? that? Great question. Yes. And that's the kind of question I ask a lot. Yes. Why are we doing things yes. this way? But um, yeah, so and then you had to go return all those keys.
0: Yes. How crazy. It's insane. So you got licensed, I'm guessing, at 18?
1: I got, I actually didn't. So I worked in that office and then I went to college. Okay. And when I was in college, I worked in an architecture firm and I um, ended up getting into mortgage banking, a lot, lot of stuff in the space. Yes. And then ultimately what happened is I got back into residential because I just love houses. Yes. I love them.
0: So where did you start selling real estate? Where were you? Where were you in the country?
1: I was in the Bay Area. Okay. When I actually started selling All right. it.
0: And how was your real estate career?
1: It was great. Do you want to know a secret?
0: Yeah, of course I would. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Do you guys want to know a secret? Oh
1: my God. Right. I've never told anybody this like live in any kind of way. but. I started my own real estate brokerage when I was in my late 20s. Yes. I had never sold a house in my life. Yes. I worked for people who sold houses. Yes. But I started a company, I hired people. And we started selling houses, having never had a listing.
0: I love that. Yeah. So, so where, like, where does that entrepreneurial bravado come from? Because that, that takes courage. And I have, I have other friends mm-hmm. that have done the same exact thing. Right. right? That have, Like they just said, I just wanted to lead wanted. and I love real estate and this just makes sense to me. And they still haven't sold mm-hmm. houses. So, so where, <laughs> where, where does that come from?
1: I think it comes from um, seeing a different way of doing things and wanting to make that a reality. And that's, again, like seeing potential and exploiting it. Yeah. And that's what I love to do. So I saw the barrier was crazy at that time. I saw a way of actually building a team-based model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... I started a brokerage that was actually a team. Yes. And everybody got a piece of the pie, and every client had this fantastic, high performing team working for them. Yes. And it was great. Yeah, love and it. Love so it. I wanted to work like that. And so I.
0: I have met it. so many great people that, like, I don't know if you ever read the book. Um, uh, the guy that started the Creative Artist Agency, Michael Ovitz. No. He wrote a book. All of you should read this book. I need it's, to read this it book. Is un- it's the story of the way he looked at producers and directors and writers and actors in that industry and said, I'm an agent, but I'm only an agent for directors. And then this one's a director for producers. Right. And he said, what would it be like if we put all the agents together and we had all the talent working together, what could we create? And that it's became synergy. CAA, right? And he says, it was all the team. It mm-hmm. was teamwork, it was synergy. We'd get a client, we'd introduce him to a director. Sounds like you had that same vision for the real estate industry. You can't
1: anything great without a team.
0: Oh, for all of us solo entrepreneurs out there, I hope you heard that.
1: Yeah, there's no such thing.
0: No. Well, and, and in fairness, in fairness, they're brokers on their team, they're managers right? on their team, they're That's escrow the team. officers on their there's team. A team. And, Everyone but but some of them don't think about it like that. They think of themselves as a solo entrepreneur. But the truth is, you, you can't do anything in real estate alone. No. Right? You just can't do it alone. You get, you need all the other pieces of the infrastructure. So transition for us. okay you obviously had the entrepreneurial bug. Yes. But what was the origin or moment when you said, okay, I'm leaving the real estate brokerage world and I'm going to go start a technology company. Yeah. Like, were you a techie techie kid? Like, did no. you have the, you know, I had the floppy dial up, you know, no. old school. My brother was that person. Okay.
1: No, I was not. I actually have learned. I, I was actually kind of a tech fear person. Like really? I didn't like to adapt and try to CEO
0: of a technology yeah. company. Gotta love that.
1: I love technology. Today. Today. Yes. Right? Yes. Like I obsess about it. Yes. I invent things. I have patents in technology. Yes. yes. And you know, five years ago that wasn't the case. Yeah. Five years ago I was just had just sold my brokerage and was kind of like, okay, what's next? And I realized that my whole experience and my expertise is in real estate. Yeah. I think I know I'm talking to people out here who get this. Like once you're in it, it's, and you love it. Yeah. It's forever. Yes. It's, I mean, every house is different. Every client's different. It's active. It's engaging. It's great. Yeah. But I saw all of this potential in how we do our everyday tasks that wasn't getting leveraged. Mm -hmm. And all this work that agents and brokers do that could go to actually helping them leverage, be more efficient and more effective. Mm -hmm. And that required... Using technology. Yes. And so I put together a team and figured it out. And that's what I mean, it's, and now I'm just like completely obsessed about the success of our users. Sure. And I get to live vicariously through their listings and their experience. Um, But
0: technology. So was the startup moment like one of those a couple glasses of wine and a napkin? Or was it 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 a little more sophisticated than that? It was
1: a little more sophisticated than that. It was a couple of things. One is I was in the process of looking to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was on the search, and the other thing is I was looking to buy a not looking, not actively, but there was a fantasy my best friend and I had about buying a house in the wine country because we live in the Bay Area. That was, you know, it would be like two houses where we'd share a pool, but we'd each have our own place, and our kids could kind of grow up on the weekends, or rolling around in the beautiful, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she saw this property online, and it was on 17 acres, two hunting cabins, a creek, mm-hmm. seemed. Perfect. Yeah, it was it. Right? That was it. It's like, that's it. Sonoma County, all of it. So I looked. I'm the broker. It's my job to research. So I looked up the property. I looked at it on Zillow so I could see the plat map. Mm-hmm. Love the plat map, Zillow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I looked at it on Google Maps so I could see the overview and, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. figure out the lay of the land. And I called the listing agent and I said, what's up with this property? I want to know more. Yeah. Right? And she's like, oh, it's great. You should go see it. So we drove out there, it was about an hour and a half drive. We get there, banjos start playing as we're going down the, <laughs> the really um, dirty unpaved road. Some crazy neighbor comes out and doesn't want to let us pass a certain place in the road. So it's very welcoming. Yes. And we get to the property and here here's what we have. We have these two hunting cabins on the edge of a cliff, literally. One of them is literally Propped up on the corner by a two by four that's on top of a boulder. That's the foundation.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Cliff. This is probably like a quarter of an acre. Mm-hmm. The properties are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. On the other side of this ravine. Yes. Is the other 16 and a half acres. Oh. Guess what
0: <laughs> could was- you imagine the listing agent's marketing of I this? Mean, I mean, like, we we all know this is the only this person horrible. who
1: could buy this property is a bridge builder. Yes. Right? So. Inside one of these cabins there's a stack of cards this tall of real estate agents who have been there mm-hmm. And that was the moment tell us okay So I saw these cards and I thought if only I knew what all of those agents had to say about this property
0: oh, Two really?
1: things would happen. Yes. One is the right person for that property would have discovered it Yes. because there is a buyer for it mm-hmm. and the person who can exploit the potential of that property is the person who should be buying it Yes, it wasn't me
0: but the time wasted by how many agents previewing that house right. and then no place to they document what they actually, right. like this Where is what it were, really is. Where they were, what they
1: saw, yes. their expertise. So that was what started the, um, the initial Relola product, which was our yeah. Insight product. Yep. Now we create all kinds of products, yeah. which are... Yes. You know, like, let's leverage that everyday work of the agent yeah. and give them a way to broadcast their expertise.
0: So that's fun. I mean, you know what I love? I love the story. I love the why. Like, like yeah. you know, I ask people, like, why did you get into real estate? Like, what was it, right? And hearing your background, it's obvious. And, you know, for a lot of us watching right now, it's the same thing. It's like, why, why did I really get into this? Like, there's not a lot of people that get out of college and say, okay, real estate. Uh, right. Though we are seeing I, that trend I, more I and more. I am
1: so all for that. In fact, I we should start, like, an out-of-college real estate school.
0: Done, all right, new business, I like it. We have that moment. It'll be
1: online. (laughs) So
0: you have this moment, you have this epiphany, you see this problem. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about execution. For the person that's watching right now, um, you know, you and I have had this, ideas are everywhere. Execution, on the other hand, the ability to see it out, get the team, organize it, make it happen, fund it. Mm -hmm. Speak to, you know, speak to the people watching, about, I mean, they could have an idea, just an inspiration to redo their listing presentation. Right. And it gets lost right? because they don't know how to manage getting stuff done. Right. How did you manage building a startup? And you have two children and yep. you're happily married and you, you have a life and you have friends and you want to be in Napa Valley and you have all this stuff going on and you're starting a brand new technology business, which you have not been in before. Right. Share with them some wisdom around how do you get stuff done?
1: Well, I'm a get... Stuff done kind of person. Yes. You know, so I just do get stuff done, but I do see people struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. Um, I make lists mm-hmm. and I execute upon my lists and I get them done. As far as starting a business like this goes, that's it starts with a list. Like what yeah. do I need?
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And
1: what by what date am I gonna have this accomplished?
0: List with a deadline. Yeah. Accountability, Keep going. right? Yeah.
1: And then I don't go to Napa Valley while I'm executing against that list. Yes. Right? Important distinction. So I'm the CEO of a technology startup. Guess how many vacations I've taken in the past two years?
0: I'm hoping zero. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry, guys. That's the way it works. And
1: that's the way it works. And Mm -hmm. you put your all into it. And I'll tell you one thing. If you don't put your all into that which you want to accomplish, you will not accomplish it. It takes a certain kind of sacrifice. But it's not to me, it's not sacrifice because I love it. Yeah. So I thrive like in creating something yes. out of nothing.
0: Yes. And that's yes. what we
1: that's what we do every day at Rulola. So And you assemble the right team first okay, let's, thing.
0: Let's talk about that because okay. you know, they, we've been talking about building teams for the last, you know, five years, mm-hmm. you know, assertively with lots of clients. And today we talk to owners of companies and CEOs of companies that are some of them are on the on the path, some of them are struggling to get on the path. But teams are here and they're not going anywhere. Like everybody right. knows that's the game now. What is your best advice or maybe mistakes to avoid yeah. on building a team? Let's do mistakes to avoid.
1: Okay. So one, th- I think mistakes to avoid are sometimes there's somebody who you think you might want on your team because they might have a certain, I don't know, like... Energy. Maybe it's an energy or maybe it's a success story or yeah. maybe... Who Something knows, right? from their right? past, right? Right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is that that person might not be the right fit for your team. Mm-hmm. And so you might be like chasing the shiny object rather yep. than building something with integrity from the bottom up. Yes. So I think every team has to be built like that. Like, these are the parts I need for my team. This is the culture of our team. Mm-hmm. Know what that is. Yes. Know what's important at the beginning so that when you add people to the team, they're building upon mm-hmm. that set of values. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, so I, I mean, guess the thing is don't ever take somebody who's not a cultural fit because that, even if they're a wonderful person, Yes they're not going to thrive and add to that environment. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, ours like fast, right? right? Fast is important to us, right? Yeah. Energy is really? important to us. And then you find somebody like, I'm like, so you guys think about hiring that it's so person. It's chill. Yeah, like, could you imagine? <laughs> no. And then they, you know, they interview somebody who's just, and listen, you know, energy is subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people show it dif- in different ways, but one of the ways that I want to see it is speed. Yep. Not, not fast, sloppy work, but
1: right. like, you know, just. you got pep in like, your step. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do
0: you have energy? That's yeah. important to me. So you, you hire a sloth, and it's awkward in the it's awkward in the environment. <laughs> right. So mistakes are or maybe I heard actually not knowing your values from the very beginning, not really identifying what are the key roles you need, and also the timing on key roles. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you see people that' Oh are, my
1: gosh, you have no idea. Yeah. There are people right now who want to work for my company who I desperately want to bring yes. on board. Yes. And I'm like, but the time isn't right yet. Bingo. We need to wait four months or whatever it is.
0: I posted something um I posted something a couple weeks ago and it was a video of, of the, the ocean, right? Yeah. And my message was, you know, that, that world famous, we totally overestimate what we can do in one year, mm-hmm. and we dramatically you know, underestimate what we can accomplish in 28. Right. Because I was having a gratitude moment, like, yeah, I'm living on the ocean, but that didn't happen on Tuesday. That was 28 mm-hmm. years of grinding, and working, and hustling, and through up and down markets, and bringing value, and making some money, making no money. Talk to everybody watching. About the patience it takes to build something like you're building. Okay. (laughs) Because it takes time.
1: It takes time and it takes commitment and it takes um, getting through sleepless nights Mm -hmm. and knowing that you're, you know, I think there's this, there are always these moments where sometimes I'm like, am I being the best leader? Am I doing the best job? You have to be really reflective, but also like give yourself a little break once in a while. Yeah. Um, However, it's, It's a commitment. And if you want to accomplish something great, it will take a great commitment. And it will take time, and it will take patience, which I I suck at patience. You should see me try to teach my kids math. It's the really? worst. Oh, I'm terrible.
0: Like, so you're patiently impatient in work and it also shows up every place else? Or, or like, I want, it, are you more It's patient? like, I
1: want it. I want it now. Yeah. And learning that yeah. that's not the way things are going to work out sometimes yeah. is yep. it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, had to learn to like come 100%. around.
0: hundred <laughs> percent. So basically what you're hearing is we all struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, mean, I think yeah. it's just, you know, like for everybody watching, you know, we, we all want it on Tuesday.
1: We want immediate gratification. Yeah, Guess like, what?
0: No. It doesn't. I mean, well, you, you can get it on your phone. And you can get that stimulus of checking an app out and, and feel the joy and happiness for a second. But, but when you start talking about having a life and having a business and doing something special, and, you know, like I talk about the dash. I, the poem is right there. The dash, like the day you're born and the day you die. Right. A pretty significant chunk of that dash is your professional career. Yes, when I love you, it. Yeah, when you start saying I'm going to do something for 30, 40, 50 years, you know, like have some patience. Yeah. Don't have to, don't have to solve all of real estate's problems on a Tuesday. It's true. So, all right, so I got to tell people, right? Okay. Cuz First of all, should they check out Rilola.com? They should check it out. Yes, yes. I will tell you guys. um, Several years ago, I started a uh, an investment side of my life, and I've made a lot of investments in a lot of companies. And when people ask me, like, how do you choose the companies that you invest in? Right? Is it is it your you know your intelligence? Is it your ability to understand where the future is? And I say, 100% no. I invest in people. Yep. Right. So when you you and I met, it was a no-brainer. I just said, "This gal's got it," and and I just want to let you know, just so nice,
1: incredibly flattering. Well, yeah,
0: and and I think, and you know, I want I want everybody else to know that you know, in life, investing in people, not just in a Mm -hmm. business, Right. right, is a lesson that I've watched you do. With your team. Yes. It's what I pride myself yes. on doing with my team. You do do it. They're investing in themselves, watching this right mm-hmm. now. And you know. so it's not always about like, you know, can I invest in companies? And I hope that you get the chance to do that someday. But it's about investing in yourself. And it's about investing in the people around you. And I think the, the thing that impresses me the most about you as a CEO is not just your ability to find a big, crazy, audacious problem and go try and solve it. But it's that you, you love on the people around you and you invest in the people around you to inspire them to do the same.
1: Oh, thank you. And
0: for me as a CEO... Well, I
1: can't do it without them. I they, love and, my team. And they
0: can't do it without you.
1: Yeah, we all need each
0: other. So lots of lessons here for all of us today. Um, thank you for joining thank us you. on the Tom Ferry Show. Thank it's been a while since I've you know had an interview like this. So give us some comments, give us some feedback. Check out Rolola.com. Think about that story, the funniest one you told me a long time ago. It was the cat pee smell oh story, God. right? That, like, you I never see that. that. Yeah, tell them real it. fast. Oh, okay. it's, cute. it's totally cute. You got to hear this.
1: Okay. So our, our basic product is that's launched today is that um, agents can share insights about any property they tour, right?
0: Sharing insights okay. about properties. you And share.
1: the number one question I have received. Yeah. Not, I don't hear it that much anymore, but if, when we first started bringing this to market was, what if somebody says it smells like cat pee? Yeah. I swear to God, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that question, yep. I would be done. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fully, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd so,
1: be, like, giving it away to people in countries who need it.
0: <laughs> they got to go to Rolola.com and check this out. All right, so listen, everybody, um, I love that story, because you all know that. You've all you seen all that house. It, right? Right, for sure, or, like, you know, why does the bathroom look like this, or why is the bedroom here... Mm-hmm and a bedroom over here with the bathroom over here, and you have to go through the bathroom, into the bedroom, into the next bedroom. You've been in that house before?
1: But here's the thing, guess what? Really great real estate agents, they know how to get rid of the smell of cat pee, and they know how to fix that. Yes, they do. And that's the moment. Like They have this, they can say, and here's the solution. And that's that's the answer to everything. That's what it's about.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So thank you so much for watching. Episode 111, Rockstar CEO, tech leader, real estate professional, military brat, and more thank you so much for watching strategy matters and your passion rules see you soon hey thanks so much for watching we have a number of events coming up and we'd love to have you there visit tomferry.com forward events and reserve your spot today